Good morning. Today's class. This is the and success in Yerat Shemaim of Elisheva Manabagadeh Ben Elisheva Emet Elisheva Shefer Elisheva Reina Malkavatova Basha August twenty fourth Park East event, and God willing, we're going to be in deal. But those those are closed events and deal. All right, today's class. Please share and rate the podcast so we could spread the teachings and increase that, and increase everybody's mindset. All right, today's class is really, really, really special, this concept today. Um, this is from Rabbi, um, you know, Rabbi Dover Pinson, who's one of my favorite authors, and he really has a, he has a phenomenal, phenomenal concept. Rabbi Dover Pinson is able to do exactly what we do here, is try to take the Torah and bring, it, and bring the psychology out of it, how this practicality leads to us. And he says, that the tikkun for Tisha B'Av is Tu B'Av. We know Tu B'Av is, is six days away. Tu B'Av is known, is, our sages tell us, that is one of the happiest days of the year, that in Yom Kippur, because obviously the, the gates are open. It's also 40 days before the 25th of Elul, which is the beginning of creation. But Tu B'Av is, is, is a tremendous holiday. And, and, and the whole point of that holiday, it's, it's considered like the Lahabdil, the Jewish Valentine's Day where everybody drops their walls, and, every, and, and, and the love is back, and confidence increases. Now, I want to talk about how, how'd you get here. How, how is Tu Be'av, obviously, the, the, the complete tikkun for Tisha B'av that we just went through? It says something absolutely beautiful. And he says here that Tu Be'av is a tikkun. Why? Because if you look at the two events, there was two major events that happened. In the 17th of Tammuz, right, we had the, the golden calf, and on the 9th of Av, we, the, the temples got destroyed. But the temples got destroyed. The root cause of that was the spies, right? The root cause of these things. So what he's saying here is that the, what caused the spies, what caused the temple, what caused the golden calf is idolatry, right? They panicked in the last moment. They started serving idols. It was, it was a form of idolatry. But the, the, the sin with the spies was a, a sin of lack of faith in themselves. They lack faith in themselves, and because they lack faith in themselves, see, the problem is in life, when you start lacking faith in yourself, you'll also lack faith in God, <laughs> you'll also lack faith in people. It's not just you. You know, a person who lacks faith in themselves really brings, that, bring, bring down, everybody brings down with them. And a person who's optimistic is able to do the opposite. Is, is extremely optimistic. He's able to elevate people. He sees the good points in them. And he sees the good points in God. I mean, a person with very low self-esteem is barely going to pray because he's going to say, what's the point of my prayers? Nothing's going to get answered anyway. I'm worthless. This is a big problem. This is a big problem. Obviously, we come from greatness. But if we have a worthless mentality, this unfortunately attracts negative events in our lives because we say we're not worthy of it anyway. So these are, this is extremely important. And this is exactly what you are crying for no reason. I'm going to give you something to cry about. And what he's saying here is because of these two events, they're very, very connected. The first became the idolatry. The second one was obviously the strife amongst them. They also didn't have faith in the sages. You know, again, when we don't feel good about it, this is, it's, it's a vicious pattern of... Uh, when, when we get, you know, when a person starts losing his confidence, it, it just becomes a vicious pattern. 
And then he starts blaming everybody and, 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 and really what their root, the root cause of the spies was very simple. They, didn't, they wanted to become institutionalized. They didn't want to grow. They wanted to stay with the cloud of glory all the time. And they didn't want to lose their positions. So they said, you know what? What do we need this? Let's just create, a, create, a, create chaos for no reason and start telling, telling, hey, we felt like grasshoppers in our eyes. Our sages tell us you're allowed to feel stress but you're not allowed to already project that you're worthless. That's emotions. That's already imagination. And what happens is, is because they lacked faith in themselves, when they lacked faith in Hashem, they, they, they lacked faith in themselves and everybody else. And this is what created the panic. So remember, the 17th of Tammuz was the first issue. Lack of faith in idolatry. The ninth of Av, the, 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 to kiss it off, was the, the issue with they themselves having lack of confidence. And this is where he's saying here that when they, when they chose their mission, they were chosen, they were great, and they were chosen to go to the land. And because all of a sudden their negativity and because of their, they, they made excuses and they, I, my eyes are like grasshoppers, they developed a worthless mindset. And this is where, how is this, so tell us, how is this a tikkun? And we say here, how, did, how is this a tikkun? Because on Tisha B'Av, what happens is on Tisha B'Av, the people, there was, people were so afraid, they would dig graves. They knew that they were going to die. They had no confidence that they would be saved. They, had, they weren't present. Again, who are we to talk? We don't know what, what the challenges of that generation are. But at the end of the day, they stopped even trying. They just built a grave. Imagine a person just, you know, you hear today, the common version of this is, you know, maybe I'm not, I'm meant, maybe I'm just not meant to have money. Maybe I'm just not meant to get married. Maybe it's just not meant to be. That is the common version today of digging a grave. Coming up with some kind of theory because you don't want to work. And Renachman says when a person is lazy, the path of tshuva, it will be hidden from him. He believes the path of hidden is, is, is hidden from him. Well, this, maybe I'm just decreed to have a crappy marriage. And this is the way it's going to be. Basically, you're, you're digging the grave. You're digging your own grave. When we say these things and we have a pessimistic attitude, we are digging our own graves. So what happened with them? They started digging their, their graves. And what happens? There was times that, did, yes, they died. But all of a sudden, one year, nobody died that night. So what did they say? Well, it must be the wrong night. Let's dig it again. And then again. And then, and then the full moon came out. And then it says, you know what? We're not going to die this year. Too bad. That represents too bad. The full moon came out. And the full moon represented their, their beginning of their success and confidence in themselves. They started believing, oh my God, God's kind to us. They believed in themselves. And that's where they developed the confidence. So if you understand that the destroying of the temple is due to lo- losing your confidence, the tikkun of Tu Behav is to rebuild your confidence. This is, I guess, why they have the singles party on Tu Behav. Go! Go! Go get married! Go! Have that confidence. You know, obviously the, the one thing that people are having with finding Shidduch is some, they lack that confidence. Not, they lack that confidence to go up to people. They lack that confidence to, you know, is it going to work out? Is it not? Am I making enough money? Am I pretty enough? Am I skinny enough? Am I jumping enough? Am I dunking the ball? All kinds of crazy ideas that we lose our confidence because we think this is what society is. And, and this is why Instagram and all these things, it's wonderful for classes, but it's, it, becomes, it, it just becomes so poisoned today. Because it's, everything is filtered, 
unrealistic goals, and they can't be attained. And if you're comparing yourself to that, you never have a shot. It's not going to make you happier. Nobody's going to say, I can't believe how happy I was today watching Instagram. That made my day today. Did you ever hear that? That made my day. My day was made by watching Instagram and, and hearing Andrew Tate uh, give his theory on, on the world of uh, Shidduchim. Do you understand? We don't say that because we know that they're unreal, it's unrealistic. These attainment, attainments sometimes are not realistic and you're not going to be a bodybuilder and teach classes and you, you, be, you could be the best you can be. But we start the, losing our confidence due to this hysteria, due to the fear of growth. And this is exactly what happened on the on Tubeb. They regained the confidence. They realized Hashem was with them, and that is and that got them to land, to enter the land. They actually stopped dying and celebrated on the fifteenth of Av, instead of saying this must have been some some mistake, which is sometimes when people are unworthy. Oh, finally, but it must. It's not going to. Sabotage is basically saying, even if it does come to me, it's going to leave me which comes from a fear of not being worthy. You see this all the time. The root of the mishap with the Meraglim and the tragedies of Tishabab, both the lack of faith and the idolatry because they lacked faith in themselves. Rav Nachman told his student, Rav Natan, he says, listen, you have faith in God, but you do not have faith in yourself at one time. And it, it shocked him. And that really, he needed to hear that, Rav Natan, because he didn't believe in his own writings at one time. And then after he heard that, his writings took a whole different level. That means he had it. And this is exactly what tzaddikim are, are there to do. The tzaddikim are there to bring the greatest out of you. The tzaddikim are there, not there to punish you. They're, bring, they're there to bring the greatest out of you. And we make a tikkun for all of this on Tubab when we listen to the voice of hope and regain our spiritual confidence in ourselves to build a bit bigger and brighter future. Tube'av is to deepen your faith in yourself. That's why now you can go get married. Now you could start thinking because you have new confidence. And practical ways to, to you know, practical ways obviously to build confidence is, or, or self-esteem is not confidence. Self-esteem is the, your opinion of yourself. Confidence, you can get confidence and have low self-esteem also. So confident, you could, have, you could be very confident in something by just repeating it. For example, an actress could be very confident in her role. But if she doesn't get enough approval, she'll, have, she'll, she'll feel bad about herself. So the, the self-esteem is more of the outside, what is the opinion of the world. Confidence, I could, be, I could practice something 10,000 times and be extremely confident that I'm going to succeed at this. But self-esteem, is even, I believe, is even greater. The self-esteem is, is allowing yourself to pick up. If you're confident and you lose and you don't get the approval, you can be completely depressed. So the confidence is not enough. The self-esteem, self-esteem is what's going to pick you up. And just practical, you know, you, this is why it's extremely important that if, you don't ha- if, you, if we don't set realistic goals, then it shows that we're not worthy. Your goals are telling you, am I worthy of this? This is why it's so important, you know, and I was thinking about this concept that we spoke about on Passover. The importance of when you're in a bitter situation in life, you know, the, the tasting the maror in life that we, we, we taste, the first thing we taste is that maror. The bitterness in life is not to tell you God God's, is making your life bitter. It's the bitterness is telling you, I can't live like this anymore. I got to take some kind of action. Bitterness is not there to tell you, well, this is life. 
this is what God gave you and be happy with it. No. You, you have bitterness in life to say, I need to become better. Bitter means I need to become better. But we have to taste the bitterness. Because honestly, today I will tell you, it, it's almost impossible for a person to go speak to God and have a conversation with God if everything is rosy in his life. It's, it's not, you, you, really need, you, you really need emotions. And what the, the wine does, the wine is supposed to invoke our emotions. The wine that we drink on Passover is to, is to recognize what could be. What life, this could, life could be. What my life could be like. You understand? That's, that's where the imagination, that's where the, where the manifestation comes in. But the bitterness is actually gets you going. But do we all handle bitterness the same way? No. Some of us look at bitterness as a catalyst for growth and say there's no way. I, imagine you go on a scale and say there's no way I'm going to look like this. I'm going to the gym five days a week. I don't care what it costs. I'm doing it. You could do a David Goggins style. You know? <laughs> I'm not doing this. You know, he, had, he had one bad day where somebody called him the wrong name and somebody bullied him and he says, this is the last day. This is going to happen. And he became David Goggins because of that. That's the right approach. Or the other thing is, he made me bitter. He caused me this. That bitterness doesn't work because that's an anger at God. So take the bitterness that we have today. And it could be today the bitterness of not being concentrated. It could be the bitterness of, I can't live like this. I need to get concentrated. If it's going to cost me 20 more minutes a day, if, it's, um, if I'm going to have to cut certain things in my life, I cannot live with the bitterness of not being concentrated and being focused. I can't, I can't live with the bitterness of worrying about money all the time. That's a bitterness as, as itself. What am I going to do about it? I need to pray for trust. I need to work on it. Y y the wine itself, it, it awakens the new you. But you still need to taste the bitterness. This is why the Passover, you're free, but you're going, you have to understand, I don't want to live like this. That's the first thing, question you want to have to ask. Is, I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want my relationship to look like this anymore. What am I going to do about it? And that's where the work begins. We are looking at bitterness the wrong way today. We're looking at bitterness, we're taking the bitterness personal instead, and we are not doing anything about it. We're, just built, we're developing anger and resentment. And that's what we're doing with the bitterness today, practically, between you and me. I know when I use the bitterness for the right reason, I get the goal. I hit the goals every single time. But most of some of the times when I'm taking that bitterness personal and I'm pointing fingers and looking at people, that bitterness not only does it not get me to go manifest, but I can't get out of my own head. <laughs> and that's very important what you do with that bitterness. It's extremely key. Look what David Goggins did. Look what, look what, look what people who have, who have a drive do it. Use the bitterness to drive you. And then after you use the emotions, you evoke your emotions, then you can start manifesting. And picture yourself being free. Picture yourself becoming a new person in that. And then the last is the matzah, the new you. The matzah is the expanded consciousness. When you eat the matzah, now you're free. You're free. That's to you. Those are the three steps. These are the three, very, very similar to the steps of the Baal Shem Tov. Where he says, first you have to do what? You have to, you have to I believe, Hagala. You, you have to admit you have a situation. You have to admit in the bitterness, you have to stand there, you have to, it's, it's an admission. The second, you have to do havdalah, you have to separate yourself from the situation. 
And the third is hamtaka. Hamtaka is already sweetening, sweetening it. So those are the three steps, really, really. Bitterness, using your bitterness to fuel you. I'm, I, I, I accept where I am, but I'm not going to live like this. Because if you're fighting the past, you can't live like that. Getting, to the, getting the emotions running through the belief in the new reality and then becomes a new reality. That, that's really the work. That's, I'm telling you, the Baal Shem Tov, you know what he was talking about 300 and something years ago. Those are the really three steps. Acceptance, separation yourself, and the new identity. And that, by the way, that's, the Baal Shem Tov tells us that it's exactly how we're supposed to handle every situation. This is why when a when person goes into the mikvah, the first thing he has to do is stand in the mikvah. He has to accept he's in the mikvah. He has to, he has to humble himself, go down into the mikvah, put his feet in the mikvah. And that's, that's the first step. You have to go down. Mikvah is always humility. You, you go down. It's a humbling process because it's a new creation. The second part of the mikvah is you have to now separate yourself and let the water surround you. You are, not the, you are in the water, but you are not the water. That means there's a potential for separation. I'm trying to separate myself from this behavior. Correct? The behavior that I have right now is not trying to separate. And then when you come out of it, then you have to believe that you were just born. You were just born. And that's, that's, called, that's called hamtaka, sweetening it. Havdalah means separating it. So it's first a submission, separation, sweetening. So we can, use, we can use the bitterness and the brokenness of our lives to get enough fuel to get to work. Because most of us, the, the, it's not once you get working, you're going to get. Once you get going, you're going to get what you're going to get. But the hardest thing today is to get going. And Ramnathan tells us, it's, it's all, that's why he constantly speaks many times. Purify my heart. Purify my heart. It doesn't matter purify my hands. It's my, my heart is the CEO of my life. My heart's telling me the pulse of my hands, my heart's telling me, my, and the heart is joy. The heart is fueling every other part of the body. So if the beliefs and the heart is off, the mind is shot, the, the hands are shot, the legs are, 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 are have, have, they have no, they're not getting any oxygen. They're not getting any oxygen. So that's the thing. Use this month of Tubeav, use this transition. There's no question you're going to have a destroyed building. There's, not gonna, no, there's no question that something's not gonna break in your life. And believe it, it broke a lot of the times because you, you stopped believing in yourself. You stopped believing in yourself. You, 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 you started becoming comfortable. You started, became institutionalized to America, to whatever it is. But I promise you, I, I'm big boned. I can't lose weight. This is the way I eat. You became institutionalized. You became institutionalized to that. And that's the scary part. Because we're saying, well, this is what it is. This is the world I'm living. No. God wants you out of Egypt. He doesn't want you in Egypt. He wants you out of Egypt. So let's, let's ponder on, on, on the Tisha B'Avs, the, what destroyed the temple, low self-esteem, low confidence. And what's going to build the temple is, is Tuba'av is already regaining that trust in yourself. Especially when, when Tuba'av is 40 days from the beginning of creation again. So right away, the whole year, I don't know what happened to this year, but next thing you know, here we go again. <laughs> There's a new start again. So there's never, there's never time to lose hope in life. Have a great day.